0: Breaking news. Welcome to Will and Merzane's special TTS Report.
1: Thanks, Merzane. And we're back with another episode of the TTS Special Report. And Suits, it's a sad day here at the TTS Special Report because I'm gonna spoil it just a little bit. Merzane lost Y'all, I know, I know, you'll have to wait for another season of the TTS League to get more TTS Special Report, but ever vigilant, we are here to break down his match, talk about it, talk about what happened, and then we'll have some other fun stuff to talk about here in a few minutes talk about the NASHCON event that happened and everything that went on there and our experiences from that, so uh, Yeah. Let's hang out, have a good time. And Merzane, what's happening?
0: Nothing much. Just uh, a little sad uh, and also a little relieved. I don't have another game this week, next week, whatever. Uh, Yeah. The international games are kind of hard to schedule. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I am a little sad. I did want to get a little bit further uh, in cuts this time. But it is what it is. Uh, We made it two cuts uh, in the top 32. So I can't be, I can't be upset.
1: Well, and that's always the goal, isn't it? Just to get to that point. Uh, ultimately, like don't get me wrong, everybody wants to win at times. You know, you want to feel validated that your hard work in the game is paying off and all of that stuff, but at least making it to cuts feels like an accomplishment in and of itself. Right. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, it, it's, it's always a hard fought battle, like getting there. Uh, It's certainly why it's the goal for so many people. Um, And uh, having been in cuts a few times, uh, my goal is always to get there first and then to see how far I can go. So uh, losing at the first hurdle is definitely a a sad, a sad day for me. But it was a fun game. And uh, ultimately, I just wanted to play some fun games. So uh, this year was a lot more casual for me than uh, my typical seasons. Uh, in terms of like the attitude I was approaching games with. So uh, just just the fact I had fun games was enough. and made it a very satisfying season.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you there. It was a very fun season overall, even though I had some frustrating losses at times. But it, it was definitely a, a good and fun season for me as well. And I'm glad to hear that even in defeat, that it was still a fun and enjoyable game. And I'm really excited to hear about it. And. What were you playing again? Remind everybody.
0: I was playing a a weird mashup of uh, Steve and Sam Avengers uh, using. I didn't use it very often, but I had versatile strategy so I could use them both. Yeah. Um, What about your opponent? uh, He was playing a very similar idea of versatile strategy with Kingpin and Shadowlands Daredevil. Nice. So he wins priority. Uh, our objectives are the Montessi formula from me. Cause he chose his secures and, uh, scout, uh, superpowered scoundrels from him, which I, I mentioned in the, in the cast, superpowered scoundrels was not something I really wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, my two fears were that and research station. And I thought I'd rather play scoundrels. Um, talking with him after the game, he actually, uh, anticipated I'd want to play on research and we talked about it. And I was just like, what you're saying is probably true because you probably have a lot more experience in the matchup than I do. I don't have that experience in the matchup. So right. I was scared of it. He's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, but we, I ended up choosing 17 because I didn't want there to be like an, a seven wide kingpin swapping into like Shadowlands Daredevil, which I'm not sure if he could have made that off the top, but I just I knew I was going to go five wide. Right. And I wanted to limit him going six or seven. So we chose 17. Uh, I brought Steve and Sam so I could do versatile strategy because I had a feeling he was going to versatile strategy me. Um, My thought was he was going to go Kingpin first to get some early advantage and then swap to Shadowlands to start the murder when I have to approach his side of the board. Yeah. And uh, that's what he did. So he brought Shadowlands, Daredevil, Kingpin, starting with Kingpin's leadership, Black Cat, Hood, and Baron Zemo. So, a little bit of a, a flavor for both. Uh, not like a super specialized list either way. Like, he's not all big tanky boys. Mm-hmm. And he's not all rapid fires. But he's a good little healthy mix of characters that fit well in both. Uh, they're they're All the characters he brought are kind of hard to, to kill. Um, right. And most of them, except for Black Cat and maybe Kingpin, have pretty good offensive capabilities. So, a uh, nice little uh, diversity of his, of a squad. I brought Sam, Steve, Iron Man, Toad and Juggernaut. Um, I thought that having a lot of people with pushes would be really helpful. I thought that, um, Juggernaut's tankiness would help a lot. And, uh, his throw would probably be pretty good in this matchup. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I, I, I had a feeling he would do Kingpin first and then swap to Shadowlands Daredevil. So I wanted to start with Steve and get some early round uh, usage out of his uh, leadership and then swap to Sam around the time it was going to be, in my opinion, advantage for him to swap to Shadowlands or after he swapped to Shadowlands so I could start um, uh, every time he murdered someone, you know, I could, I could move. And uh, take advantage of the Sam leadership. Yeah. Um, we ended up both doing exactly that. Uh, mine was a turn late because you can't use versatile strategy when your current leader's dazed. Yeah. Dazed Steve. Uh, uh, so it wasn't the greatest there. Um, early like, game went pretty well for me.
1: Seems like he Sorry. did what I should have done in our game. It's just just go get, get rid of Steve. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good strat for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. And my Steve likes to die, especially on his front side. Yeah. Um, so early game, for the first two rounds, we we tied at four to four, which on scoundrels with an odd number of extracts, I feel pretty good about keeping him even for so long. Um, I put two people in my two back zones. and got my... Uh, my Montessi book and round one. He moved his Shadowlands forward, kind of like you did. He put Shadowlands in the middle. Yeah, on the middle point uh, with the book and his. Uh, his ninjas got his back point. Well, Juggernaut comes in, he moves, he pushes. He punches Daredevil, which he hit him with the, with the slide. So the slide does one damage and does five damage on his strike to days. Shadowlands Daredevil wow five successes no successes for him wow um which was really big um that honestly had I been able to to carry that momentum forward could potentially have won the game if I do it something like that again next turn um all of a sudden he can't versatile strategy and I'm playing oh no he's he can't versatile strategy and I'm just playing against kingpin um which is great for me and he's one character down uh, right, He does the trick where he move, I put um, two people on my left side. He ends up not trying to run across the map and uh, contest it. Mm-hmm. He he just lets me have that one. And on the right side, he actually runs his black cat to uh, to my right zone. Which typically is really good because she's very hard to kill and remove. And she. Uh, Is going to be she's going to count as two and I'm not going to be able to score it. So he should go up four to three. Uh, What instead happened is uh, Sam charges onto the point. uh, Attacks her just to try to get some damage onto her or and to push her. Mm -hmm. I have two chances to push. So uh, not terrible odds and just one shot her. (laughs) So that's two characters. I've one shot round one and it feels really good. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, so in rounds two and three, after those really big attacks, my, uh, the rest of my attacks for rounds two and three were a little pillow-fisted. Um, they, I I think I did like a combined total of seven or eight damage across the whole two rounds. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: that's, that's so bad.
0: (laughs) It wasn't great. I ended up dazing hood at one point, which was a little weird because, you know, it puts him on his other side, which meant I was also you know losing damage on putting him on his other side um so it's like a weird combination of stuff but it, i just wasn't really presented a lot of good targets and then when i which was a commendation to him he he did a good job of keeping targets away from uh from me and uh trying to keep me off of objectives so i had to like move and attack um or putting pressure on characters so they had to retreat instead of attack right um so I was kind of relying on some key attacks, like being able to do uh, Captain America shield throws and to ricochet and hopefully get more damage and just wasn't really getting it. Yeah. Uh, Juggernaut had to run away because uh, rounds one and two before I could really move him, he um, did like six damage to him. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it was. He, he did some pretty good shots into him and uh, I ended up moving him. Back to a, p- a point with Steve so he could bodyguard. And then bodyguard, or Steve took the middle position, still in bodyguard range of Juggernaut. Um, and then because Black Cat's Black Cat, she ran across the map and stole the book from Juggernaut and uh, ran away. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. <laughs> because
0: uh, <clears throat> because attacking, uh, because leaving Black Cat alone is a problem because eventually she'll just do what she wants. But also attacking her is a problem because it lets her do what she wants sooner.
1: <laughs> right, right, of course.
0: Um, But uh, I, I never really got a chance to get back into her Uh, until later in the game when it kind of didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of go back and forth. He gets the advantage in round three. I think he goes up five to three because so he stole my book.
1: Is this the point when he does a versatile strat? Does he ever use his versatile strategy?
0: It was round, I believe it was round four three he used versatile strategy
1: and he changed uh, from kingpin into shadow into Shadowlands.
0: it was round three or four i can't remember he was ha- having a big debate about when was the best time for him yeah um because he doesn't want to do it too early because he right. wants to be able to daze a lot of characters so he basically doesn't lose value on the kingpin ability but he um uh, and it may have actually been the last round that he did it just to push in some last bits of damage yeah i don't remember exactly. Um but he does eventually use it. Uh, I'm put in a situation where, and I, th- I, this may sound like an excuse and I want to make sure that everyone realizes this is not the reason I lost my opponent played a great game uh, and had a lot more knowledge about what to do in that matchup than I did. And I made, uh, I made what I think are some bad decisions with like positioning, which yeah. are, they're hard to convey in like podcast form. Um, but there's like places I probably should have been a little less aggressive and a little bit more uh, maybe chase down characters with the, uh, with the extracts more than trying to sit on points and throw shields at people. Uh, But I had a, I had an error with TTS where my camera bugged out Uh and uh, I couldn't control it (laughs) for real. And I couldn't see more than like a couple characters on screen at a time. And I kept having to turn mission objective or not mission objective. Uh, that's a 40 and slip. You'll know why in a minute. <laughs> uh, I kept having to turn the streamer overlay off because I usually use it to like track damage and cards and stuff. Right, yeah. I kept having to turn it off because there was um, uh, I could see so little of the screen with it. Uh, I just kept having to turn it off and I eventually had to settle in top-down mode, which isn't a mode of view that I'm used to. Oh, yeah. And uh, I missed that he had mission objective and I uh, I went with Juggernaut on our last turn or our last round. Uh, and he's he's been dazed at this point, so he's got his backside throw. I throw a size four into uh, Daredevil with the. um, With his tactics card, because I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Yeah. Shadowlands Daredevil had used <clears throat> all of his power to help pay for an uh, an all according to plan, Uh huh. which all according to plan is such a good card. It uh,
1: really is. It, really, it is really is.
0: Silly good. I was like, oh, I'll finally have priority. And he goes, no, you won't. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're right. Um, uh, Got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have priority. He um, uh, I don't remember if he days anyone or not. I don't think he did. I think he he uh, failed to do. I think he went with. Shadowlands and didn't actually do anything or or something. I don't remember exactly, but Shadowlands was on no power. So Juggernaut moved up and threw a size four building at him, which I didn't recognize he had no power. I was just trying to make him waste Brace for Impact. Right. uh, Because I could barely see anything. Um, I went, oh, he didn't have Brace. Great. and He he took three damage rather than five, which I needed him to take five to days. Right. Um, And... I used the spender from Juggernaut, hoping to do uh, three damage. What is it? It would be two or three damage and then get the wild. I think it was one damage, actually. One damage in the wild because he was on two HP. Yeah. At this point. Um, And I get one damage.
1: (laughs) From all of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, from all of it. Uh, so uh, I recalibration matrix into one more success, no wild, and he gets the same amount of successes. So I end up not still not dazing him. Um, yeah. So I, I got to ask, I've, I've heard
1: the, the recalibration matrix story multiple times, not just from you, but just in general, like, you know, oh, recalibration matrix, you know, it's, it's, it'll save a character. It'll do this. It'll do that. It seems more often than not, it, it just doesn't pay off. It's a gamble. Is that the feeling you get though? Like, I mean, is there another card you could see yourself taking instead of that? Because it's like, I mean, dice are going to dice and like, yeah, okay. It's a puncher's chance, but like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very worth it sometimes.
0: So, uh, for me, I usually like fallback better as a more defensive style player. Um, because fallback is going to let me move away from someone, even if I'm going to die, if I have two power. Yeah. Um, and if I don't die, it can help stop follow-up attacks or put me into cover or put me next to a bodyguard. Um, but for offense, recalibration matrix is typically pretty good. If someone gets like a really big defensive dice spike, the theory is uh, you'll be able to reroll the dice. They'll roll less good on their defense because there's less odds for it. And you should still roll pretty good on your attack because there's better odds for it, and you roll more dice. Right. Um, and then if you need someone to live, you can use it defensively to just try, and like swing right. a big spike. Um, and it's been hit or miss. <laughs> I uh, I used it in my game, which we'll talk about later. Like uh, spoiler alert for Nashcon and Nashcon against Mandalore and Orange. To save my Hulk, kind of. I also misplayed that game a little bit and lost because of it. um, Because of a misunderstanding with how ferocity works for me. I didn't realize you could throw in any direction. Uh, Oh, yeah. So I kind of wasted a card trying to get away from (laughs) Malekith. Yep. (laughs) he just threw me back in range. (laughs) Uh, I wasted Fallback trying to walk away from him. He's like, oh, well, you're just going to come back. I'm like, oh, oh,
1: oh, no. Oh, no. Mistakes were made. Cool. Well, let's finish this one out and then we'll talk about Nashcon.
0: Okay. Um so in this instance it didn't really pay off. Um Shadowlands is on one. And again, I'm not really able to see like his like anything on the board. I can kind of see like health, sort of, and power. Uh I'm basically like flashing the mission. I'm I keep saying mission objective because that's what I want to talk about. I keep flashing the stream review on and off just to still, like, oh, how much power does Kingpin have now? Just to try to like get information because I have so little room to see you know uh-huh. having so much trouble moving um i'm getting very frustrated i really should have just tried to restart my client yeah definitely and, but i was the host and i was scared i was gonna have problems and we were right at the end um but i missed that he had mission objective and after i on my next activation day shadowlands daredevil he just mission objectives to kingpin and there's nothing i can do at that point because i don't have the i don't have the um Offensive capability to, to days a full health Kingpin. Right. Uh, and unfortunately I, he had broken parity the previous turn. So rather than be uh 12, 12 as we would be, he, it was a, uh, Oh, I think we actually scored less because I think he was at 11. Yeah. He was at 11 and I was at like nine or something. I gotcha. Cause we'd, we'd broken parity at some point. And he'd gotten a little ahead. Um, he was able to score five objectives to win that turn. Oof. Um, yeah. I sent Sam after Black Cat, who had run to the opposite corner of the map on a point so he could uh, contest the objective and score it on her. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He does four damage to her. Oh, my in, gosh. In his charge. He had to move and then charge and did four damage and unfortunately does not finish her, which if I finish her, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but then Baron Zemo walks over and... Stays as Sam anyway, so uh, you win some, you lose some, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then uh, Hood stays on the middle point because I wasn't able to remove him. He like moved him. I, I like threw him off or something and then he moved him back and I didn't even know he'd activated because I couldn't tell.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I kept forgetting people that had activated because I couldn't tell where the activated tokens were and I was uh, messing with the camera so much which right again my fault i should ask questions rather than be frustrated i let Absolutely. myself get frustrated over something uh rather than getting the information i needed properly uh again not that's the reason I, I lost i'm not saying it's because of this issue i had It's because i didn't handle the issue very well and then other parts of the game yeah like my opponent playing really well um So I didn't recognize certain things like with hood having activated and I could maybe could push him off. Yeah. And I Uh, mean,
1: you know, those kind of things, it's just the nature of TTS. Sometimes that program can be wonky. And to your point, asking questions, figuring out what's going on, trying to be more communicative is one of the things where if you do have any problems with TTS while you're playing, just, just be that way about it. Like, Hey, what's going on over here? Do you have this? Like, Can you tell me what your tax cards are? Can you tell me who's activated? And, you know, it's one of those things where if something does go wrong, I think people understand that TTS has issues. So being able to restart or whatever is something that I think is sometimes expected. Maybe not necessarily optimal, but it's sometimes okay. Or if your opponent doesn't want to restart or, you know, let you get a reset or whatever having like a scratch pad down near you that you can like take notes on like, okay, this just happened with this character.
0: It's not a bad idea. Yeah. It makes the game more like real life a little bit, (laughs) but with weird weird wonky controls where you're only playing with one hand. Exactly. Uh, So I, I I play in real life enough that I ask enough questions. I should have, I should have done it. So I, I, again, having this issue in no way is the reason I lost. I don't even, I wouldn't even say it contributed. It just made my, it just made uh things more frustrating on my end and made me play worse. Um, I, I don't think if it was working correctly, I win anyway. I forgot Kingpin could throw again. He'd already thrown me <laughs> off a point and taken it. Yeah. And I moved on to the point with Kingpin trying to get him to try to debate like an attack. So he would push him. Because I recognized all Kingpin had to do was walk over to any of the points with an injured character, which was Juggernaut and Toad in opposite corners of the map. Nice. And he would score out and win. So I was thinking, OK, well, if I put Iron Man in the middle. Uh, then maybe I have to I bait him into making an attack. He either stays here and doesn't win because I'm contesting. Or he double moves to the other point and wins or he I bait him into an attack he attacks and then can't move anywhere else and doesn't get five points of wins, but he's goes, Oh, well, I'll just throw you and go score this other point. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Yeah. So, um, I just, I forgot a lot of his stuff. And again, I don't play against a lot of criminal syndicate. We don't have a local player that plays it. Uh, so I was really nervous about the matchup because I'm pretty sure he's played against Avengers.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> Most people have, <laughs> um, and I, I could definitely tell by the way he played, he had a lot more of the matchup knowledge than I did. And uh, I think that carried him to the win really easily. Uh, not easily. It wasn't like, I don't think it was like an easy win or loss for either of us. Uh, it was a really good game. He was a really good opponent. He he offered to let me reset my client. I, I said no, because I didn't want to lose the game state. Yeah. And waste time. That's nice of him. Uh, yeah. He was a really good opponent. Uh, good. I'm not upset. I, I'm upset for losing. I'm not upset with losing to him.
1: Sure. Yeah, uh, I get that. No, that's good. And th- and those are the kind of games you want to have. Like, you know, my game against tilapia, like I wasn't upset that I lost to tilapia. Like he played an incredible game and I learned a lot in that game. I was upset because of my own performance more than anything. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's the thing that hits me most hardest is when I'm like, Oh, that was such a boneheaded thing to do. And I kind of talk myself into stuff sometimes. <laughs> But uh, I'm glad yeah. to hear that.
0: Yeah. The, the only unfortunate thing for me is with the frustration of TTS. Like, I lost a lot of, <clears throat> like, good introspection at the end of the game. Yeah. I usually like to go over my opponent and talk about it. But I was just really frustrated about TTS. And I was like, all I could think about was like... And it, again, it wasn't, man, if TTS hadn't messed up, I would have won. Well, yeah, it was, of course. Man, if TTS messed up, that would have been a lot easier to play at the end of the game. <laughs> Uh, maybe right. I, I, maybe I could have caught some of these things I, I missed, but I should have asked anyway. And I'm really frustrated at myself for not just asking simple questions or taking a little bit more time to because uh, we we're playing timed. We we're playing on chess clocks yeah. in the TTS cuts. I had more than enough time to check things. It's not like I was down to the wire. We had like 30 minutes left in round five or something. Yeah. Um, there was plenty of time I was rushing and frustrated and made mistakes. Don't do that. Don't get frustrated when weird things happen
1: definitely don't definitely <laughs> got to keep
0: your cool uh and again that's not like a an ex, it's not i'm not saying that as an excuse to say well if that hadn't happened it's well if i hadn't gotten myself frustrated maybe things would have been better it's more like it right and that's part of any kind of competitive game is you have to you have to keep tilt at bay uh from all angles and if you get tilted it's kind of your fault for getting tilted oh yeah um uh, even if your opponent's trying to tilt you, uh, you should still be able to like not tilt. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I tilted just a little bit. Not at my opponent, just at the situation. Yeah, No, I get that. Which is a little weird. It's just hard for every player, everyone involved. Like, because he knows I'm not mad at him. I, I wasn't like being salty. I would just be like, yeah. oh man, this is hard. This is really frustrating. Of course. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I get that. Um, yeah, so my run's over <laughs> <laughs> That's and awesome Now, uh, now I'm going to focus on some more casual stuff And get prepared for next season
1: Yeah, absolutely And, I, and that's kind of where I'm at too Is just uh, trying to be casual a little bit You know, we'll, we'll, we'll turn it on the competitiveness when we have to But get ready for next season And I'm hoping that next season doesn't start until the Sentinels are out Because that will be what I play
0: I imagine Sentinels will be in next season in some capacity. It's on October. We typically take a couple weeks off. This probably ends early October. Right, no, maybe. Yeah. So it's probably going to start mid-October if I had to estimate correctly.
1: Yeah. Um, well, we shall see what happens. But anyways, let's talk about NASHCON now for Zane. And yes. I, I got to say, uh, I've said it before on this podcast and I'll say it again. It is the premiere. MCP event, in my humble opinion, there's a lot of great events out there. Don't get me wrong, you know LVO is a good event, Adepticon is a great event, but it's just it feels like Nashcon is just kind of the spot for MCP because it's it's like not overshadowed by anything else there. I feel like, and yeah, we get a lot of good turnout, a lot of great players. You know, like the Sploosh, Matt Alex, you know, Mandalor, Orange you finger guns you know kenny if you want to put kenny in that group
0: <laughs> I'm, hey after this year you you might have to you got he's to. in cuts yeah. he's gonna play my opponent we were gonna play if in the bracket if i lost if i won
1: yep exactly so you know or che- chewy came out so like you know a ton of ton of people were able to make it out for nashcon kind of like from the community as you if you will and I think that's really great, and that's why I say it was the premier event. And you know, it was really also well run by Nate and Grant. I think they did a wonderful job running it. I wish they could have told me time a couple of times, but they're going by the new document that AMG had and keeping the time secret. And you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of gotta gotta deal with it. But it was a really fun event.
0: I disagree with that, but other than that, I didn't have that issue because I play so fast. But
1: well, uh, as a slow player. (laughs) You know, I'm like, uh, how much time is happening? Yeah, it it just makes you play a little different in uh, when you're you're playing in a live tournament where you have a time limit where you can feel comfortable playing from behind. Like I feel comfortable playing a few points down at times, but I also know I can't let myself get too far down because I have to account for the time.
0: Yeah, so. I I I'm curious to see what their opinion of that was and I I didn't even realize that was going on that they used that aspect of the challenger document. Um again, I I never asked for time because my games typically don't go to time or get close. Right. Uh I actually um my fourth round was against Smith Randier and uh we were talking about how quickly our game ended and we had like we went like 17 to 15 in like round 4 or 5.
2: Oh boy. And we
0: were done like a good thirty or forty-five minutes before everyone else. Dang. And he's like, Yeah, it's it's interesting playing someone who plays so quickly because it puts and I, I talked about this too with him. Uh it puts pressure on your opponent when you play quick because they feel like they gotta play quick, even though they don't. Yeah. Um, so the game just ends up naturally taking less time because both players are playing fast. Um and he's like, What's nice about it is our game didn't end up like right up next to the next game so now i could go decompress and take a break and i'm like yeah it's really nice really you get a clear head every game
1: exactly exactly so i want to talk about our matches here in a minute but i want to start by kind of taking a look at the top eight and if you go to Longshanks, you can check all of this stuff out we had uh sploosh one so congrats to sploosh and yeah. he had avengers with a malekith in it and then his opponent or i'm sorry actually so, Sploosh won it, but Peyton Priest was rated as the second place, even though I thought Sploosh and Mando were playing for first and second.
0: Is that... So, I, I don't know. So, I'm not... This is one thing I was a little confused about. I thought that we were doing single elimination in the top eight. So, I get done with my game, and I'm chilling, and all of a sudden, I have to play... I'm I'm told I play Peyton. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll play playing game as Peyton and just like kind of like get dumpstered. He played uh, a list I was not prepared for. And then round three, I forgot that I was getting paired again. Me and Matt Alex had to play. And uh we paper rock scissor two hours later in a uh at a Donato's because we were like, oh we were supposed to play. <laughs> uh <laughs> in the cuts that's so weird. Yeah I, I figured it'd be single elimination but for some reason it wasn't I don't know if like that was on purpose or exactly or what exactly. Um, But the official standings were Sploosh, Mando. Okay. And then Sooner was third.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. So I don't have... I guess, did Nate start a new event for the cuts thing? Yes. He... uh, Oh, see, I don't have that. Okay.
0: He he tried to do a continuation of cuts with uh, the previous um, previous tournament. And uh, Red Sam, who's the guy who does long shanks, uh, they actually got in touch and ended up separating, like deleting the previous rounds, I think, and like separating the uh, the bracket so that it was a more like, um, I don't want to say pure because it's weird, but like uh, noise-free data entry, I think.
1: I see. Okay. So, all right, now I can pull up the top eight. I see. I see. Okay. Makes much more sense. So the top eight ended up, As Sploosh, Mando, Sooner, Peyton, Matt, Alex, Brian, you, and Finger Guns. Yep. And I think that for a lot of those names, we've talked about some of those here on the show. You know, shout out to Sam from the uh, Finger Guns from the Rogue Agents podcast. And then obviously Sploosh, Mando, and uh, Sooner. Names we've all heard. Matt Alex is one that uh, I, I met him. He's, he's a suit, so shout out to Matt. Thank you for that, buddy. And um, so, you know, kind of known names here in this top, top group, but I want to talk about their lists. And, like, you know, Sploosh has a Malekith. Mando has a Malekith and is playing Cabal. Sooner does not have a Malekith. And was playing CS. I like that. Peyton had a Malekith. Matt Alex did not have a Malekith. Because he's playing Web Warriors like a baller. Brian did not have a Malekith. He's playing Guardians of the Galaxy. You did not have a Malekith. And then Finger Guns also had a Malekith. So 50% of rosters in the top 8 were containing a Malekith. So... Let me ask you, do you think that those numbers matter or do you think it's just new hotness and as we go along, that kind of thing won't happen as often?
0: Um, I think where the game currently stands in terms of like high-end metagaming concepts, um, Malakith is one of, if not the best, model in the game right now. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think it's just his rules. So one thing to keep in mind when especially like when higher end players are talking about like characters being super good or whatever, that can also mean like the environment they're in. Like maybe they bring a tool that in the current, whatever, like whatever's popular, they have a good tool into that, into that environment. Yeah. Or maybe there's a tactics card that makes them really good or an objective that makes them really good. Like hired muscle and panic grips this i keep wanting to say panic at the disco <laughs> panic at the citizens <laughs> uh, <laughs> those two cards hired muscle is not like a super powerful card on its own when you read it and then when you realize how it works in certain objectives you're okay it's really powerful but maybe not game breaking and then when you combine it with the citizens in asgard you get dash guard and it's terrible right um so malekith is just kind of sitting in this perfect storm he's the first seven threat character so we're not quite sure how to evaluate him yet in my opinion um, he's very offensive, he's active from turn one because he gets two power and he's got a charge that costs two power and he's on a medium base with a, or a large base with a medium move and seven dice on his attack so he hits very hard uh, he moves very fast and he can attack you round one certain uh, affiliations can actually attack your deployment zone round one okay. uh, with Malekith which may be a problem <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um but to me i i talked a lot about Malakith with a lot of the big players and like a lot of other people um and Malakith almost feels fine to me um i i played against two of them um they were two of my three losses <laughs> and i didn't feel like i lost to Malakith. i felt like Malakith was really good kind of like thanos was really good um and there was counterplay to be had what i actually think i lost to was follow me uh, yeah i i think that stuff like follow me and some other stuff changing in some way would rein him in and make him feel better um and then maybe a slight change to him if anything um i don't think he's like absurdly broken like i don't I also don't agree. I've seen a lot of people say that like six plus or seven plus some arbitrary number ca- threat characters shouldn't exist in the game. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Um. I think that high threat characters are fine. We just only have like three of them. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to find a balancing point. If, like at some point we'll hit the mark and then they'll be fine. Um. Like Dormammu's fine. Uh. I think Thanos is almost fine. Uh. He's good in affiliation, which isn't a terrible thing to be in any game. Right. And Malekith, exactly. he's just next to either figure out or uh, hopefully see some change too. Yeah. So it's just going to take some time. I think he'll be very popular for a while though. He's super cool and super good.
1: Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of where I am with it is like the fact that he's in four out of the top eight here. It's interesting from a statistical standpoint, but it's also the new, just, just the new new you know what i mean like and and that matters i think uh you know it's it's one of those things where he he also was a really big question going into the event that you could put him in there and feel like people might not have the answer so yeah i i feel like that there's a lot of game gamesmanship also involved with the reason why he was in people's lists so i'm 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 glad you said it like that, because I agree with you. Like, I do think he's going to have an impact. But I think over time, you know, obviously there's always new models coming out. There's new stuff happening all the time in this game. So being able to kind of look at things in that way, I think, is uh, very interesting. So,
0: yeah, you know. I, I think, I will say this, I think if Nashcon was this coming weekend, when more people had time to get him, play him, paint them, and talk about him, I could see top eight being like six out of eight with Malekith. Oh, nice. Because so many people, I think so many people would be playing him. Uh, and right now I don't think the community has come to a great answer to Malekith other than just play Malekith. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I could have seen more people in the event and more people in tops playing him. I don't know if that's indicative of power level. I think it's partially, he was a little, um, he was a little underrepresented due to, uh, compared to his height because of how hard he was to get. Yeah, um, but I was going to get tops anyway, and I wasn't going to play Malakith either way. So
1: there you go. <laughs> so it was
0: at le- it was at least going to be one person not at running. At least Malikith you, to top yeah. End. At
1: least you weren't going to make it. So, uh, yeah. Let's talk about our games now. How uh, how did you feel about uh, your games in the overall?
0: I felt pretty good. Um, again, uh, I I'm not as practiced as I would like to be. I don't get to play as many games, and my matchups I lost were. Um, Two of them were to Malekith, uh, which I'm not practiced into, and one was against Guardians. Yeah. Uh, and that was a weird game. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that. But I felt really good. Uh, I made some changes to my um my roster, uh, which is my cuts roster that I played. I with Hulk um and felt really good with Hulk. Uh and Voodoo. Voodoo and Hulk were really great additions. I'm very happy I made them. I did not miss Baron Zemo. I did not miss vision. Um, uh, I think I need to get more comfortable with using Sam as an option because I didn't use him once. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably too. it. Those are probably the big takeaways for me in terms of rock. I, I I still want to play Avengers competitively. I think I had I've been having an absolute blast with him. Yeah. Um, and I want to improve this roster because I think there's something good there and I I don't think I need to add Malakith to make it good. But I'm also side eyeing him right now because uh-huh. he's very cool looking. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it it was a really fun event. I had a lot of really good opponents. My first round opponent was playing Winter Guard, and so I was kind of like, okay, let me make sure I do this right here. And I definitely had to like think about a lot of different stuff and everything, and played very well. It was a really fun game, so I uh, I was very happy with that one. And then I played Justin, or Jimmy DeHand, in my second Always round matchup. Always a fun opponent. He was really fun. It was a really fun game. And like he played really well. And I had so many self-inflicted errors in that game where I just was like just punching myself in the head about it. Like I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. I I just I don't know what it was, why I just self-inflicted errored myself to death in that one. But also he did this thing. So we played on spider portals and I'm telling you right now. Spider Portals is out of my list, Merzane. It will it will never see <laughs> the light of day again, because every single time that crisis comes up, I lose. Because it, it, it just it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? I guess it's just like a law of the universe. Spider Portals and me and my complication. It is an L, but I feel really good on that crisis, right? I feel like it's a good crisis for me and everything. But I fail a couple of rolls on the thing to to flip a point, and then. I've got my Doctor Strange towards the end of the game. I need this one. My Doctor Strange on like what would be his home spider portal. And he runs Beast over with his two energy defense. And guess what? Nails it. Doesn't make it. No, he nails it.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: And and wins the game because of it. (laughs) You know, it was just one of those like one of those funny instances of, of a game where it's like, you have two energy defense. I have a guy sitting on it. You have to be, you have to have two successes to make this work. Come on, I got this. And, uh, and just (laughs) no, you know what I mean? It was just funny. It's and it's one of those funny games, like it's just like that. And I enjoy that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like those are the games that are very memorable and very fun. And, and then I also played Sam finger guns in what was a very fun game. And, I had a couple other self-inflicted errors in that one, but I felt really close. I felt like I gave Sam a lot to think about because it's one of those things where I try to mix up my play sometimes, but I also know what works and what doesn't work, and in this instance, I did something that I should, have, should not have done, I guess, but it ended up still being a very fun game, and it was a lot closer, I think, than, than what either of us thought it would be initially, but uh, it was very fun. You know what I mean? And uh, at that point, I was uh, two and two, so I knew I wasn't going very far. Uh, and then, let's see, I played Tim from the Professional Casual Network. And uh, shout out to him because we played X-Force on Demons and Mutant Extremists, so the Senators. And wow. it was, it was a, a bloodbath, to say the least. I
0: I talked to Tim a lot over the weekend. Tim was a very fun guy. I really wish I could have played him.
1: Yeah, it, it was a super fun game. I got to say, and it was, we were both just goofing off the whole time, you know, just, I mean, we were obviously playing, but it was just like a, just a goof. You know what I mean? It was just, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was just a fun game. And, uh, and Tim, Tim was a fun guy and finally finished up with Brad and another suit. So shout out to Brad there. And, uh, in what was a fun game, and we were kind of close to the end of it, and I turn around, and our buddy Sean walks up. I was like, should I do the greed play? He goes, yeah, go for the greed play. And I go try to roll some dice and kill somebody, and, of course, flub the roll, and, you know, he ends up taking the win. But it was fun. It's a super fun game, and and a fun event overall, and it's one of those where, like, I can't wait for next year, and uh, I just, yeah, I love it. I love this game yeah
0: my games were really fun too like i think i played i think i played all new people every round except for mando so oh, nice. round one i got to play against our friend evan we've never played oh fun. And, um, i uh i ended up winning that game uh and i'll tell you that the tone was set when round one uh my captain america moves forward throws a shield i think it is hulk either at his hulk or his cap uh, ricochets and on the ricochet one shots is Dr. Strange. <laughs> wow. And the uh, tone for the game was set. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, game two, I got to play against uh, Captain Diesel, who is a suit. Uh, yes, he is. And we had a very fun game uh, and it was funny when we sat down. Uh, I get this more often than I'd like, but when I play on TTS or even like in, in events, it's a well, I got to play against you. <laughs> and he said it very jokingly like oh man of course i'm gonna come to my first big event or whatever and i'm gonna have to play against merzee and i'm like no we're gonna have fun and we did um he played really well he played convocation which is always a scary matchup for avengers oh yeah uh, but juggernaut uh on round two uh moves off a point one shots dr voodoo from full to dead and uh slides back onto the point with his hammer this is on intrusions Jeez. and hammers uh, next round, he goes with someone else. I think he dazes a bunch of people. Juggernaut moves and hits Doctor Voodoo and one shots him from full to death, and then slides back onto the point. <laughs> Gosh! And uh, I was like, "Well, <laughs> you know, it would be like that sometimes."
1: Yes, it do. Yes, it do. You clearly uh, weren't well, using the HPP well, dice tray.
0: Oh, dude, I I used the HPP dice tray um, in a practice game versus Justin and rolled so bad. Yeah. And I was like. We cannot risk it. It is not warmed up yet. I have <laughs> to exactly. warm it up in like the fiery pits of hell. Look,
1: you we'll... just got to keep going with it. The more dice that hit it, the the more warm it gets, if, and eventually it'll start to understand that you need crits and wilds.
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah, I just didn't have enough time to train it before the event was the problem. Yeah, exactly, exactly. i ex- it's it's sitting out for me to put in my bag uh, as I don't want to forget it. Because if I just leave it in my bag, I'll forget it's in there. So I got I'm gonna look at it and be like, we're playing with that tonight. It's gonna we're gonna start warming it up tonight.
1: Do it it can't wait to hear how it goes so anyways continue i'm sorry <laughs> You're
0: good. uh round three was against mandalore and orange on stream um gamma hammers good clean classic mcp um he played malekith Modoc, um luke cage and uh i felt like i did a pretty played a pretty good game um i made a couple mistakes in positioning which ended up coming to bite me um And he ended up being able to pull it off. Uh, We both made a couple mistakes. I think my favorite was um, he used Bow to the Will of Modok on Iron Man to move him in such a way that if he if Iron Man shot Modok and got the repulsor blast wild trigger, he wouldn't be able to push Modok off the point. He'd push him into some terrain Ah. and he moves him. I'm he moves him and it moves him closer to his home gamma and he hasn't activated yet and his home gamma is empty he moves him and I'm thinking okay that's weird and he goes yeah I just I want to backstop him I'm going to put him here so he's backstopped so you can't push him off and I'm like if this is like a cat anything besides a top tier player in a top tier competitive game I probably would inform him that MODOK blanks wild triggers right (laughs) and has no fear of being pushed off the point by Iron Man but I just said okay activated Iron Man and walked to his back point and scored three points and he goes oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no and after the game because he I think at some point had made another mention of not wanting to get repulsor blast on Modoc after the game I was like by the way Modoc can't be repulsed he goes oh my god he's like oh you did the right thing you don't you don't say anything you let me do that I'm like I know yeah it hurt me. It hurt my soul a little yeah. bit, but it was very funny. And and that's the hard thing
1: for me. Like anytime I was playing anyone, um, and they and they were like making a mistake. I'm over here like, hey, you know, I think you got this thing. And it's like, shut up, Will. Shut up. And it, I, but I, it's like I I don't know why I can't just I can't just not be like, hey, don't forget you got the thing. You know, I'm
0: typically pretty good about it, but in that instance, I was like. Mando knows better, mando's gonna hope maybe I can win, and Mando will learn the hard way because I was gonna tell him after the game either way, right right like was uh, <laughs> when he said that I was just like, that's not how that works, okay <laughs> um, I love it, but he I ended up winning it. good game uh i I was really close to winning it, and he man we play we've played like this is like a third or fourth game, I think I swear every time we played um he uh. I feel like I can pull it out and he just steals it.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> did, did that <laughs> just, happen
0: in this one too? Oh yeah, dude. I, I felt like I had it. And he was like, I thought you had it. And uh, he just managed to pull it out. And I, again, part of that was some positioning errors on my part um, and him taking advantage of it and playing a good list and playing it well. So not like, uh, it's not like some like, I, I it wasn't like, oh like all these dice spikes. Oh, he like KO'd all my characters because of these crazy like no, he he uh he played really well and it uh took advantage of a couple mistakes. Yeah. Um yeah. so round four is when I played against Smith Randier on the Adepticon Dark Dimension table, which is the coolest table, by the oh way. Oh
1: my gosh, it was amazing.
0: Uh this was probably the most come from behind game I had. Uh I we played Spider Portals and Hammers. I played a lot of hammers. <laughs> um I think it was Hammers. It, no, it wasn't Hammers. It was Montessi books. Yeah. Uh I he uh he did the Avengers Assemble Iron Fist trick to move forward, grab it, and uh Avengers Assemble back. Um and he got the early advantage because I made some positioning errors and retained that early advantage for a long time until the last round when I was able to score like six points to steal the win. Yeah. At like 17 to 15 or 16 or something. Uh, And it was like, one of us was winning that round and I had to, I had to use my previous, my, my freshly injured Dr. Voodoo to possess black dwarf, because he's playing Sam Avengers. So Black Dwarf was actually really scary in that list. Yeah. Um, possess Black Dwarf and take his book. Move forward. Possess Black Cat. So she drops her her book and then walk to another point. Uh, to a spider portal and then take it, which I did. Um, no, it, it wasn't. It was a spider portal. Sorry. It was uh, Extremis because I, I was okay, just getting yeah, on a yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so... The only other character he can activate or only two characters he can activate are black cat and um, uh, black Panther who are black Panthers injured black cats healthy, but she is possessed. So he mm. tries to move her forward and steal back from voodoo. I'm like, you can't, she's possessed. Oh, so then he moves on to the point. I'm like, okay, she's still possessed. <laughs> uh, he, or no, I think he just, he might've just double. He think he talked about stealing. I told him he's, she, she's possessed and can't steal. And he moves onto the point. Uh, I know possession was like discussed in some way, maybe before like mm-hmm. at the time or after the game, but he put her on the point thinking he'd score it. And he was not going to score it because she was possessed. Yeah. Um, I had my Sam, I think on his back point or someone on his back point. Toad, Toad was it. And his black Panther comes up and stands on the back point. Um, and my black Panther rockets across the map and stands on that point too, and tries to push him off. And nice. uh, I mispositioned and failed, and don't kill him and don't push him off. But my Black Panther's healthy. So I end up scoring it. He scores one point to my, I think, one, two, three, four, five points. And I go from like 12 to 17 and win.
1: Nice, nice.
0: That's and uh, awesome. I, it I, was I, funny because I'm like, oh, yeah, I win. He's like, yeah, but I, I score with Black Panther. Like, you don't score them. I'm Like, no, I score that. You're possessed. Uh, it's like, oh, oh no. no.
1: Like, yeah. 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 Uh, So, I have a fun stat from Nashcon Weekend that uh, I thought was pretty interesting. I won priority every single game. Nice. Well, it was nice until I continuously pulled a 19 threat crisis, and my opponent never wanted to give me 19 threat to play on.
0: Rude.
1: Yeah, rude. Rude. And I was just going through some stats here. And when you look at, like, the threat value that was reported in the games... 49 games, so, like, the next closest is 29, but 49 games were played at 17, and it's one of the things that we don't talk about a lot, is having a good 17 threat list within your roster construction is still a very important thing, because it is the most common threat value that you're going to see, and then 18 was the next closest at 29, so, like, those two right there are, are the two most popular and most common, so... Keep that kind of stuff in mind, I think, whenever you're building your roster.
0: Yep. It's, it's because the core set comes with six, 17 points that are all fairly usable. And 18 is hammers. Everyone loves hammers.
1: Everybody loves hammers. And uh, that's why it was the most popular, only by one of the extracts. So, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about from NashCon? Because, uh, like, uh, it was a great event. I had a lot of fun.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll let me quickly go over my last two games like yes. real quick. Yes, uh, I played against a local hunter, my, my local hunter. He's a friend. Uh, I ended <laughs> up riding back with him uh, Round five uh, Avengers versus Guardians with Thanos. I tried to do the deadly uh, legacy virus trick where I get all the legacy viruses and cheese it. Uh, but he brought Thanos and stopped me. We ended up having a really good close game. We always do. Uh, he's a good player. He doesn't play enough. Uh, this is like his first time playing in months. So um, he did pretty good. He went three and two nice yeah he's a good Tabled guy. two of his opponents did he tell you about that
1: yeah he tabled he he tabled two of his opponents and i think he had a, a negative margin of victory
0: yes he he was three and two with a negative margin of victory he comes up to me after a game and goes guess what my last score was and i went what he goes, four to 14 i was four guess who won i went you had to have won right And he's like yes
2: that's and then he yeah. did it
0: two rounds later he's like i won two to 12 i it, was the two
1: his margin of victory was minus 33
0: <laughs> I love that man.
1: That's amazing. the that man's insane. And he's, and he finished his like 16th.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He did really good. Uh, he just, he very quickly identified in those games. Like I just got to kill people. Yeah. Um, We played, so we played a really fun game. Uh, Round six was my cut was my first round of cuts. I played against, uh, I think it was Brian priest. Cause there's mm-hmm. two priests in the top, top cut father and son duo made it to top cut. Uh, played against the Guardians. Uh, this is a game I felt like I really had in the bag. Um, and then a really big shot into Hulk did six damage and put him on death's door. Um, and he was able to out attrition me. He he, he one shot like three characters in one round. Uh, and just like the weight of Guardians activations beat me out. And my only course to win at the end of the game was Captain America had to sit off of my back home gamma and throw two shields into his healthy Star Lord on my back gamma and his injured Bucky on the middle gamma, and th- th- ricochet and kill both of them. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, I could potentially win, and it just didn't happen. It was a good game. Um, it it was it was another gamma hammers. I lost three games to gamma hammers because my next game was against Peyton, who had just lost and. Uh, we played and he just beat the crap out of me on Gamma Hammers Uh, but (laughs) uh, I don't want to play Gamma Hammers anymore Um, no Gamma Hammers But yeah. other than that uh, the weekend was a ton of fun Um, everyone went out to eat a lot uh, which that's the best part is meeting people and talking to people and going out to eat with friends
1: oh yeah going out partying eating all that fun stuff playing games of dice thrown randomly late at night like All that stuff is, to me, that that is NASHCON. And we did go out and get a little lit on Division Street and all that fun stuff. There was like about 10 of us. And all of that, plus going out to dinner the, the few nights before and everything. I mean, that to me, the camaraderie. And we're all there to play Crisis Protocol. Don't get me wrong. like That part of it is awesome and fun. And I enjoy the games like everything, but it's just fun to be around people that share this incredibly fun game with each other and just a common sense of community with everything. It's just it's just wonderful, and there's there's nothing quite like it. And shout-out to uh, all the suits that I met out there and uh, everything. I, I was really happy to get to hang out with everybody and, and have a good time and meet everyone, and I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that... the part that i look forward to most uh i look forward to you know playing and and potentially like doing well and testing my metal in the gauntlet of mcp uh but overall it's it's good to like see everybody and uh interact with everybody like when i came home i was like man i miss everybody i guess i miss will i miss sean Uh i miss nate just miss everybody man i'm i I don't even want to play more mcp i just want to see everybody again let's see yes yep and I, i'm with you the unfortunate part of Nashcon is it or any convention is that it's hectic, at least when i i had a because i had a winning schedule i had to make sure i was dedicated to winning and playing uh, i had a hectic schedule and had to keep like playing and i couldn't just like chill yeah um, after games so like i missed a few people i wanted like i wanted to come hang out with you guys like play smash and stuff and uh Dice Throne. I wanted to play Dice Throne, but I have never played it.
1: Oh, it's so good. Uh,
0: But I had to go to bed at a decent hour and y'all went to partying and I couldn't go to that because I was being responsible.
1: Yeah. See, I wasn't gonna be responsible regardless. That's just me though. Oh, I know you
0: weren't.
1: (laughs) So I had a title to defend. I had a title to defend. Title to defend that's right. The king of Tennessee has been dethroned. So maybe another time. Yep, now it's sploosh. He's he's not the king though. No. I'm just kidding. Love you, Sploosh. But anyways, uh, yeah. I think uh, that's all I've got to say for this episode of the TTS Special Report, the final episode of season eight. Zane, do you have anything else to add?
0: Uh no. Just that um, both this season and NashCon were uh, a lot of fun. Um, if you have any apprehension about either, uh, don't. They uh, are they can be Shark Tanks. You know, you know, there's a lot of really good, really good competitive players that play. Most of the ones that play are really nice, though. Um, Absolutely, they're more than willing to play like fun games. Um, and there are still fun games we had besides those games and things to do outside of those, especially like at conventions uh, and NashCon, which I think next year hopefully will be bigger and better. Uh, I think that's going to be the theme going forward for NashCon. Yep, going to be bigger so. and better every year.
1: I think so. I mean, eighty people registered, and then we had sixty five sixty three show up. So that's pretty good,
0: yeah. And I think the only reason the only reason we didn't have I think it was like an eighty four ticket count. We got like twenty tickets randomly, like two months before the event dropped, and some more people signed on., uh, but I don't think a lot I think we lost a lot of the initial hype and a lot of people missed out, yeah, on that announcement. And then the only reason people like didn't end up coming out of like the 80 that had signed on was because of uh like covid and family stuff and last minute stuff which is always going to yeah. happen at like convention. Like you're going to get if you get like 100 people signed up like you know you probably expect like 80 or 90 to show yeah right like no way all those people show up um so still a great turnout last year was like 20 something like 28 i think
1: it was 30 it was i think it was 30. 30?
0: yeah okay either yeah, way 30 exactly yeah still like a double Either way, at least. Yeah. Um, The previous year, in the same room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, way better this time. We weren't sharing the room. It was great. It was great. So, with that, Suits, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review if your podcast platform allows for that. It helps other people looking for Marvel Crisis Protocol content find their way here. Also, uh, make sure to uh, check out the House Party Protocol Patreon if you're interested in that. It gives you access to our Discord channel, which for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year, you can come to the coolest, most fun, awesomest, greatest group that I have the pleasure of being a part of. And, you know, I've... I've felt like it's always pretty welcoming and everything. If you ever have any issues or anything, just let me know. It's no big deal. You know, we'll get it sorted out because I'm all about trying to make everyone feel welcome and help people find their people. You know what I mean? And, uh, so make sure to uh, check that out if you're interested. Also check out the YouTube channel house party protocol on YouTube. There'll be a link in the description. You can, uh, go over there. I'm going to have my, Matches, whenever I play online matches, they'll be on there, but also we have some new YouTube shows coming up, so make sure to give those a look or a watch or a listen. I think all of it really works. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, I uh, I just want to say I appreciate everyone out there listening. I hope you've enjoyed this season of the TTS Special Report. I know I have. I know that it's one of those things where we get a little bit deep into the weeds sometimes, but I feel like it's, it's pretty valuable uh, for people, sometimes. So I hope it is, anyways. And uh, Merzane, uh, what are where can people find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on the various discords for MCP. Uh, feel free to tag me or uh, message me if you have any questions. Uh, and also on the Gamers Guild podcast, uh, where we go over various topics, typically new player friendly um, or. New to uh, intermediate player friendly. Um, I think we'll probably have a Nashcon and uh, TTS season eight breakdown as well. Most likely in the coming uh, time period. Our schedules are kind of messed up by Nashcon too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, make sure to check that out. Make sure to subscribe to the Gamers Guild podcast. It's a good time over there. Thank you. Yes. Merzane, I will talk to you very soon. Suits. I look forward to uh, talking with you guys about the new stuff and uh, going forward with this podcast, with this brand. Listen, if there's ever anything that you want to see, if there's ever anything we could be doing better as part of House Party Protocol, let me know. I, I like where we are right now, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that we can't always be improving. That is something that is very important to me. Your time is valuable and I appreciate every second that you allow me to be a part of your life. I appreciate that so much. And I, I want to say that it's it's it means a lot anytime that you guys are are taking that time. So if there's any way that I can improve this, make things better for you guys, just let me know. And uh, with that, party on, Merzane. Party on, Will.
0: And howl down. Suits. And this concludes the special report. Tune in next week for more.